0: Hello, 同行家讀,歡迎收聽Look Back Sunday。在這個節目中,John老師會匯整過去不同國家與主題的熱門新聞文章,讓您可以在15分鐘內吸收最精華的世界時事資訊。Let's get right to it. About Canada. Quebec unlocks world's only maple syrup strategic reserve. Quebec maple syrup producers QMSP is releasing more than half of the world's only strategic reserve of 45 million kilograms of maple syrup to keep up with soaring demand, avoiding a sticky situation for pancake lovers. Sales of maple syrup have climbed since the pandemic spread in 2019 and led to more people eating it at home. Adding to the syrup squeeze Quebec's harvest in 2020 was the smallest in three years due to unusually warm weather. The Global Strategic Maple Syrup Reserve spans 24,805 square metres, the equivalent of five football fields, securing syrup in sterilised 170-litre barrels. QMSP is also approving 7 million new taps during the next three years, a 14% increase to bolster production. Next article. To keep coronavirus out, Canada's smallest province kept the rest of the country away. In the winter months, when icy conditions keep most people from travelling by sea, there are only two ways to enter Prince Edward Island, by plane or an 8-mile bridge. When the novel coronavirus started spreading around the world early this year, Canada's smallest province off the country's eastern coast north of Nova Scotia found itself at a geographical advantage. The island's remoteness, paired with an aggressive isolation campaign that restricted non-essential travel and enforced two-week quarantines for those arriving in the province, paid dividends. By late April... As death counts were ticking upward in other parts of Canada and soaring in the United States, the province had confirmed just 27 cases of the virus, all of them linked to off-island travel. None of those patients was hospitalized and no one died. Next article. About Canada. Fly south or roost. Canadian snowbirds weigh Florida mid-pandemic. Birds of a feather normally flock together, but the pandemic has divided Canada's snowbird warm-weather migrants into two camps, those staying home this winter and those heading to Florida no matter the cost. Nearly a million Canadians make the annual pilgrimage, fleeing to the southern United States to pass what would otherwise be grey and snowy months with their toes tucked in the sand and ocean breeze in their hair. The coronavirus has led a majority to forego the trips this year, but for those flouting Canada's repeated calls to stay put, the price tag on winter at the beach has skyrocketed. Each plane ticket costs 500 Canadian dollars, and hauling the vehicle 55 miles across the border sets customers back 1,000 US dollars. Next article. Canadian officials warned drivers not to let moose lick their cars. Officials in Jasper, an alpine town in Canada's Alberta province, have put up signs asking motorists to avoid allowing moose to lick the salt of their cars. They're obsessed with salt. It's one of those things they need for the minerals in their body, Jasper National Park spokesman Steve Young told CNN. They usually get it from salt lakes in the park, but now they realized they can also get rolled salt that splashes onto cars. At the Jasper National Park, where people often park on the side of the road in hopes of catching a glimpse of the moose, letting animals near your car is actually a serious danger. By allowing moose to lick the salt of your car, they will become habituated with being around cars. That poses a risk to both the animals and the drivers who can accidentally crash into them next article. In Canada, unraveling centuries of indigenous land claims. Whenever Prime Minister Justin Trudeau or his cabinet ministers speak in certain parts of Ontario or Quebec, they begin by acknowledging they are on unceded Algonquin territory. That recognition is just one of the ways Trudeau's government has been trying to signal a top priority righting the wrongs Canada has done to indigenous people, especially over land that aboriginals say was taken from them unjustly. But finding common ground on this issue has proved to be one of Trudeau's most difficult policy initiatives, and critics say efforts to resolve the land disputes have bogged down. But both sides agree on the importance of sorting out the claims. The process of negotiating land claims should be an absolute pillar of reconciliation, said Ken Coates, a historian at the University of Saskatchewan, who studies treaties and is consultant to indigenous groups. This is our chance to get it right, and if we don't, boy, when will we get the chance again? Of the many issues dividing Canada's federal and provincial governments from its indigenous people, land claims are among the most symbolically important and economically consequential, often involving vast amounts of territory. Some claims involve hundreds of millions of dollars, and tribes are often interested in controlling the land at issue, by, for example, having a say over logging, oil exploration and mining. One claim by various Algonquin groups involves the 8.9 million acres of Ottawa watershed which includes Canada's parliament buildings and Supreme Court. The government thought it had settled that claim in principle a year ago, but it has ended up in litigation anyway. The claims are legally thorny, often requiring historians, archaeologists, geographers and geologists to give evidence sometimes stretching back before recorded history to support or challenge them. In some regions, land may have been occupied by different indigenous groups at different times, even changing hands after battles that were unrecorded. These groups may all assert rights and claims can overlap. Then there is the problem of treaties. Some indigenous groups, like the Algonquins, never signed treaties giving up their land. The government says it is talking with about 140 indigenous groups in that situation. Others did sign treaties, and a government tribunal that deals with treaty disputes has 72 cases and is so overwhelmed that it cannot estimate how long it will take to resolve them. The result is that settlement negotiations occur at a frustratingly slow pace. Good job, and thanks for tuning in. 有興趣將老師以及其他資生英語老師對他的節目,記得週末也要回來收聽我們同聽學英語,catch you in the next one.